great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your telephone calls this hour, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Fernando Ortega is my hero. Fernando Ortega is my hero. Mr. Ortega is a doorman who witnessed an horrible incident and helped restrain the suspect. What am I talking about? The homeless man that allegedly slugged the elderly woman and then hit a baby with a bottle in New York City. Bottom line is this, folks. I couldn't live with myself if if I were in public office. I would find a reason, almost any reason, to get the mentally ill off the streets of my city. Almost any reason I would use. And if I was taken into federal court, so be it. We'll deal with that when we get to that point. This is the incident that happened where the father says that uh, of the one-year-old child that they crossed Third Avenue and all of a sudden a bottle gets thrown at his one-year-old daughter. A water bottle or a soda bottle. His wife was pushing the stroller and the baby was not. Uh, seriously hurt, but the suspect went up to a 71-year-old woman who doormen say are a cancer survivor, survivor and punched her. He had already chased another man but failed to catch up to him using a racial slur before he turned on the innocent victims. But a group of doormen did the right thing, including Mr. Ortega, and surrounded him until the police arrived. So I I came in ready to discuss this morning the attack on on a individual with the brick in Chelsea and Manhattan. So we've got dueling incidents going on. And we are taking your calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So in Chelsea, a man bashed another man's face literally with a brick. 
And if you go to any of my social media on Twitter, at Dominic TV, Instagram and Facebook, Dominic Carter TV, you can see photos of the suspect and you see where this individual picks up the brick and he's looking around. It, it looks like he's looking to see if any police are in the area. And so this happened in broad daylight and the victim was severely injured. The victim was severely injured and this happened apparently without any provocation at all. The location where this happened, West 20th Street, near 10th Avenue, around 11.30 a.m. on Monday. I don't understand. And by the way, first responders rushed the victim to an area hospital with what officials uh, categorized as a severe facial injury. Severe facial injury. I don't understand, folks. I don't get it. How the craziness has become the new norm. I I, I don't know how an elected official can live with themselves. I really don't. Because I there is no way that I could be the mayor of this city and would tolerate this each and every day. I would have fired at least five people by now. And it, I, I would I would demand that you get them off the street and we'll deal with the consequences later. But be gone. Let's start with the telephone calls this morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Dave. Dave is calling from Pennsylvania. Good morning, Dave, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic. I just wanted to add to your point. You know, you said if you're an elected official, the first thing you do is get the mentally ill off the street. Well, actually, that would probably be the most humane thing you do for them, as well as you know, yes. still safety and protection. You can't have floridly psychotic people running around the city and not expect some type of violent outburst to happen. And uh, they need to be put in some type of structured residential living or you know, controlled environment. And that would be humane for them and also help protect the citizens of you know, New York City. Good point, Dave. But, but herein lies the problem. And we've been discussing the migrant issue on the program Mayor Adams today, the mayor of New York City, suggests that New York City should reassess the right to shelter that exists uh, in New York amid the migrant crisis. Thank you for the call, Dave. And, folks, it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. If you're bending over backwards providing services for migrants, something has to give. You don't have enough for everyone. And that's what we're finding out in a hard way right now. So the mayor floated this extraordinary proposal in a statement that admitted that admitted his administration 
failed to provide shelter beds for roughly 60 homeless men Monday, forcing them, and when I say Monday, of course, I mean overnight, forcing them to sleep on floors and benches at a Manhattan intake center because the system has been overburdened by the arrival of more than 11,000 South and Central American migrants since May. So the point that I made last night, we have American citizens that have fallen on bad times and are homeless, and they can't get a bed because the city is bending over backwards to take care of migrants. Now, what sense does that make? I want someone, some of these bleeding heart liberals that call up here from time to time, I want you to explain to me, if there's not enough for everybody, how do you take care of the migrants and now American citizens that are down on their luck, they, they have to sleep with the rats while the migrants get an MTA bus, cash, food, medical care, and everything else. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Tom in Boston. Good morning, Tom. What's on your mind? Good morning, uh, Dominic. Yeah, Dominic, I was thinking, uh, uh, the governor of uh, Massachusetts, uh, Dukakis, emptied all the uh, institutions. You know, these people on the street that are violent, sounds like schizophrenia to me. These people need help. They need to reopen uh, these institutions, uh, mental institutions, and help these people out. Get them on medication. Dominic, they need medication. There's, because, you, uh, you know, Tom, there, there is no doubt about it. There is no, I mean, this man, uh, I, I, it's like, which incident do I want to talk about? The latest one. This man attacked a 71-year-old cancer survivor uh, and a one-year-old baby. And then you have... Another person that smashes in someone's face with a brick. And then I haven't even mentioned what occurred at the uh, Burger King in the Bronx up on the Grand Concourse. The lady orders her food. The, the, the cashier goes to give her a change. The woman lunges over the counter, snatches the money, but somehow the workers got the money back. So, Tom, something has to give here. The system is all wrong. Yeah, Dominic, they have to open some of these hospitals to help these people. Like, get them on medication. They can they can live on medication. They can function. But you have to have a place for them to go to, to keep them and house them and then give them the medication because they, they, I, I can't really fault these people. See, I have a brother that's schizophrenic, and uh, so I know what the, if he's not on his medication, he gets a little uh, antsy, you know. Hey, hey, Tom, so. Tom, I, I, you know, I, I try not to talk about it, but my mother was paranoid schizophrenic, so, yeah. so I, I understand completely, uh, what, what right. you're talking about. Um, but, right. but fortunate for me, um, I didn't really get a chance to see the, the craziness. The only thing that, that I would see is that when I was a little boy, and I write this in my book, when I was a little boy, you know how a mother takes their, their their children or their child to the park. Right. In my case, I always felt like I was taking my mother to the park, like I was escorting her. 
because uh, she she was uh, heavily medicated on I think Therazine. I mean heavily medicated. Yeah. And and I remember she would she would slur my name and say it deliberately and in in syllables because she was heavily right. medicated. And right. and I, I, I would escort her to the park. So Tom, I, I feel your pain as it relates to your brother. Right. And and I'm with you. I mean something right. has to give, Tom. We can't continue along the path and, and thank you for the call and, and I hope things work out for your brother, Tom. Right. Thank you for calling this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us from uh, Boston. Let's go from Boston to New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Kathy. Good morning, Kathy. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, What's on my mind is I talked about this before. I'm sure many of these people are mentally ill and severely, but there's probably a strong percentage that are like hitmen, you know, you know, that don't have mental issues that I, are I agree with violent, you, Kathy. you know what I'm saying? I agree and, with you. And we talked about the Columbine effect. I feel like it's contagious. You have to admit, the machete, the bricks, crazy, crazy, volitional. It's like one after the other. And it I is. have friends coming in next weekend real quick. And the first time in my life, and I'm from around here, I don't want to go on the subway for the first time in my life. I'm not. I'm not bringing my friends on the subway. Good luck to you if you do. And we're going to have a good time, but I'm not going on the subway. And and, and and things are so crazy, Kathy. They are. That even if you don't get on the subway and you drive into the city, you, you can't even sit outside at a cafe anymore because if you're not paying attention, these stick up artists will, will grab you real quick and it, it'll be over before you know what happens. They're driving by on, on mopeds. They're doing all right. types of things. Also, real quick, Dominic, people are getting hit by cars. You just mentioned the mopeds. You know what I'm saying. You read every day. I've never heard of so many people being run over by cars. Right? It's crazy. Kathy, that, that, that's, God what, bless us. That, that, that's what happens, Kathy. I agree with you. God bless us. But if we're going to be frank and honest about it, let's be honest. That's what happens when uh, some of the people on the road could care less about having a license or following the rules. And they, they, they see the headlines of the news. They see there are no consequences for anything. Thus, they feel entitled to do whatever it is that they feel like doing at that time. Kathy, I thank you for the call. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. An incident where, and I didn't even get a chance to get to yet, uh, Governor Cuomo is being sued by one of his um, alleged uh, victims. I still think he can make a return to politics. Um, but, but, you know, maybe time permitting, I will get to that. I am just stunned that a woman in her 70s, a cancer survivor, this this uh, individual punches her and uh, and then uh, hits a, a one year old baby with a uh, with a bottle. And I give the father all the credit in the world. There is no way. I know I'm not supposed to say this on the radio. There is no way that there would not have been consequences between me and that individual. I don't care what he is, mentally or whatever. 
it would have gone down if he hit my baby with a bottle. It's on. And maybe that's not the responsible thing for me to say, but it is the reality of uh, of how I I feel as it relates to this uh this situation. Let's go to Steve in Bergen, uh, New Jersey. Good morning, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, about, Steve. I hope you're well. Yeah, very. So about the illegal immigration. Okay, so there's a, a theory about replacement theory. You know, Adams wants to give these illegal immigrants work, but what about black and brown American citizens who are having a difficult time. You have people robbing CVS. Obviously, there's an employment problem, don't you think? People are not working. No, 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 it's not an employment problem. It's a laziness problem. They don't want to work, Steve. Have you you thought about that? Half of these people that that we're talking about... I didn't want to say that. Okay, well, well, I'll say it. Half of these people we're talking about, all you have to do is look at their lives, and they've always... Look for the easy way out. And that's right. that's how they ended up in the situation that they're in. I mean, it, it okay. really is that simple. If you go into a um, a CVS or the Dwayne Reed or or or, or Walg, Walgreens, I think it's called. If you go into one of those right. supermarkets and you just start stealing stuff simply because you can under the political system that we have now. Well, what about the rest of us that now we got to wait until a clerk comes over? Good luck with that. We've got to wait for that clerk to unlock the item. Good luck with that. And then we're looking at an inflated price for the product on top of inflation because they have had to go up on prices, Steve, uh, because of the shoplifting. Um I, I hear you about the job situation, but what I just find more times than not is that uh, people are just lazy, some, and don't want to work. But thank you for the uh, telephone call, Steve. Let's go to Joe in Manhattan. Good morning, Joe. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, how are you, Dominic? Great I'm good. Show, thank as you. usual. Thank you. And uh, I want to share this with everybody. A couple of weeks ago, I'm standing in the subway, and I'm ordering a sandwich. I had this guy in front of me, and very nice guy. We were laughing and joking, and uh, we're cracking jokes that he's ordering, very serious about ordering a sandwich. And then from the corner of my eye, these three people, they're in the, they look like they were on some kind of drugs. They were sitting in the homeless people sitting inside the subway. One guy stands up. And because me and him were laughing, he pulls out a, a scissor, slams it on the table, and he's like, you guys, uh, you know, you have a problem with us? We're like, we have no problem with you. And it was the scariest thing, you know, as someone, you know, especially where I work, I work nights, dealing with that. It, it was unbelievable. It, it's It's got to be tough. Not and, knowing if we're going to go home. You right, know? right. And, and, and that, Joe, that's the bottom line, because these situations can escalate very, very quickly. And and yeah. if we're being honest about this, we're dealing with a ticking time bomb because somebody's going to retaliate, and then that's going to be international news 
when someone does strike back at one of these individuals. It is it is such a bad situation that if you're walking down the street, you better be very aware of the fact if there's a homeless person in your vicinity, because Joe, you you have no idea what what they may do. I'm sorry you went through that so situation, Joe. We do thank you uh, for the call. I'm looking at an email from our uh, friend uh, Sal, who is a strong supporter of the program, and he says, uh, Dominic, the toilet bowl water drinker who used a brick as a weapon needs no provocation because these assaults are now protected. Protected is uh, capitalized, are now a protected way of life for these thugs. Thanks to Democrats, we have a severe shortage of cops. And now I hear that Mayor Adams cut the NYPD budget. If Lee Zeldin becomes governor, I hope he orders an entire an entire is capitalized, administrative, judicial, and financial takeover of New York City. Debbie in Connecticut, good morning. What's on your mind? Hi, Dom. I uh, was going to um, talk about how, like Kathy said, that um, a lot of them are Wait, really wait, wait, wait. Debbie, it. you sound muffled. I, I don't know what's what's going on with your phone line. Are you there? Is this better? Much better. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I was on speaker. But Kathy had mentioned how they're not all. Um, hey, Debbie, wait. Let me just say this to the audience. If you want to get on the talk radio show, folks, never talk on speaker because we have to be very careful to this element of sound. And if you're oh, on speaker, you. speaker, it's muffled. muffled. No, it, no it nothing. Is, yes. But go, go ahead, Debbie. Go ahead. But, yes, but I was just yeah, saying that, you know, a lot of them really are just violent, and we have to stop being so nice about the way we say things. I mean, we're, we're, we're at the crossroads here. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Debbie. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, a lot of them are, but there's a lot that aren't, Dom. So I don't know. We ha- And like that guy just said to you, Tom I, or Steve, I don't want to – I didn't want to say that on the radio. we got to stop being nice. Our country's – we're, we're going downhill. We got to start calling it what it is. That's the the only thing I disagree with you strongly, Debbie. Right, is you said we are going. We're already there. <laughs> we, we we and, and, and I, mm. I I'm I'm not a negative type guy, but right. I mean, come on. You are. I, no. I mean, but but Debbie, Debbie, a 71 year old woman, and you punch her, Dom. They don't care. Look, there's a lot of people who just want revenge. I don't yes. know if you know yeah. that. Of course I know that. Of course okay. I You don't know. Do I, mean, I have De- to say anything else? No, That's Debbie, yeah. Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. I'm going to say what you can't say. Okay. You think you think that I don't know a lot of this is racial? And of I'm course it is. About it. Yeah. Of course it's it is. Too damn bad. It just really is. And and you know, and I, and, and, and people don't don't want to call it for what it is, but I will. I, I yeah. will. A lot of this is racial. I know. Just sad. I don't know what it, we're going to do. But... It's, it's very, it's very, very sad. And, and and I wanted to make, go ahead, dear. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Debbie. I want to make a quick comment a lot about this. Um, a lot of people hate Trump. A lot of people hate Biden. But we, I had a lot of young people asking me, you know, we were confused uh, before Biden was elected. We don't know who to vote for. And I said, remember one thing. It's dumb. It's it's Donald Trump freedom, Biden Biden socialism. Don't ever mix it up. 
Hmm. Hmm. That's all you got to remember because we're in a fight for our life here. Hey, De- hey, Debbie, I, I, I'll do you one better, right? For 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 me, right? It's it's Trump. I make good money with my stock investments. It's right. Biden. I'm losing my shirt and and don't know when it's going to turn around. When yes. it's Trump, I know that he's locking down the border. When it's Biden, he says, "Come on down," and everybody everybody comes in. And, yep. and and Democrats say, kumbaya, kumbaya, we welcome and embrace everybody. And, hey, the taxpayers will pay for it. And, and remember, folks, Donald Trump didn't take his salary. So I don't want to hear he's they're all the same. He's not a politician. He doesn't need money. So people well, better start, you know, thinking the right way. There's a lot of wordy people. You, you know, the, these shows are great, but it's it, I'm not saying it mixes people up, but. Trump is freedom. Biden is Biden socialism. There's no other way. Well, well, Debbie, Debbie, I really appreciate your call. And so in in our household, um, my my wife uh, supported Biden. Right. And so we 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 were dancing all the way to the bank and the stock market under Trump. And so what I say to her these days, I say, hey, how's things going with uh, with your president? How's our stock looking? And she just looks at me and goes, uh, you know. So, I mean, okay, he doesn't send nice tweets. He may not have the personality that you feel a president should have. But look at what we're dealing with right now. Folks, I am so proud that if you look at the WABC website, um, they have for the upcoming uh, Tunnel Towers event, the Walk Run NYC again this year, which is Sunday, September 25th. We are at $3,300 in terms of donations. We've, we've got the top spot because of you, the top spot. And I really think that we can get to $4,000. And so I'm going to be out there at the event coming up and would really appreciate you donating to my team. It's really simple to support the Tunnel to Towers uh, Foundation, Dominic Carter team. Here's how you do it. Go to wabcradio.com slash walk and click on my photo to donate to my team. I'm trying to beat my numbers from last year and the numbers from this year. We thank you for your support as together we help America's heroes. One of the largest walks in New York City for a great cause, wabcradio.com slash walk. And it is time for the WABC clip of the day. And when we come back, more of your telephone calls. The number one rated news talk radio morning show in New York City, weekdays from 6 to 10 here Sid says there is no other feasible reason for praising President Joe Biden other than hating Trump.
I actually have a tweet here in front of me, and it's a picture of Joe Biden, and it says, Biden celebrates Dems Inflation Reduction Act, and the tweet goes on to say, we'll never be able to get over the image of Joe Biden speaking about how he single-handedly beat inflation as the stock market tanks over 1,200 points on live television due to inflation, an all-time moment in the history of American presidents. So I want to know, Peter, how your friends, Doris Kearns Goodwin, Michael Beschloss, how can they possibly come out today and say something nice about Joe Biden? Talk Radio 77, WABC. I heard you were looking for me. Hello. Tell me where you been. You know. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. In a second, I'm going to share an email I just received from retired NYPD Sergeant Gary Nadler. A beautiful email. We are talking about the the homeless man that slugged the 71-year-old elderly woman and then hit a one-year-old baby with a bottle on the Upper um, East Side uh, Wednesday. It's it's mind-blowing. And I see your telephone calls from Yonkers to Forest Hills to the Bronx to Rockland to Massapequa. We're going to get to them in just a second. The email from Sergeant Gary Nadler. He says, hi, Dominic. I just donated $100. Thank you, Sergeant Nadler, uh, on your Tunnel to Towers team in memory of my dad, Detective Marvin Nadler, retired NYPD. I also pre-ordered your daughter's book for my grandson, Mason Nadler, and your book, No Mama's Boy, from Amazon. It's a pleasure and honor to be on your team. God bless Sergeant Gary Nadler, retired NYPD. I just turned 70 years of age on 9-11 Thank you for all you do. Gary, no, thank you. Thank you for your years of service, and thank you for the very, very kind uh, email. Let's go right back to the uh, telephone calls. Let's see what my friend Stan in Forest Hills is talking about this morning. Good morning, Stan. Stan, are you with me? I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm sorry. I thought you were. Okay. I want to respond to the lady who just called saying Trump, freedom, Biden socialist. Can I respond to her? Go right ahead. Thank you, sir. First of all, how are you, by the way? I'm good. Go right ahead, Stan. (laughs) Thank you, and I hope you're doing well. All right. Uh, Trump freedom, huh? Trump freedom. Yeah, absolutely correct, madam. I can't argue with you. Trump freedom, freedom to lie, freedom to betray this country, freedom to try to overthrow an election. Yeah, freedom. Absolutely. You're totally right. Freedom to take documents and hold off possibly taking them, you know, serious documents and giving them back over a period of time that could be dangerous to the country. Yeah, freedom. He's done a lot of freedom. I, I give you that. No, I'm not finished yet. Okay, so, 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 now, so now, wait, Stan. See, you, you, Stan, I love you, but you're being disrespectful now. It's my show. 
But but go ahead. I'll 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 give in to you this one time. Go ahead. No no, I'm shutting up. You're the you're no my no, boss. no no no. The only thing no no no. The only thing I was the only thing I was going to ask you, yeah. Stan, and you. Yeah. But I just I got a lot of calls. The only thing I was going to ask you is that the New York City homeless system is bursting. The mayor is saying that the city can no longer guarantee a right to shelter. It's because of the migrant situation. Whose fault is that? I'm talking about Trump and what she said. You right, want me to right, talk about right. that? No, 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 no. But, but, but what? No, but what talk about but no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, what's important? We, we we didn't have this situation under Trump, and Trump under Trump they were complaining that they couldn't get in, which is the way it should be. Now it's an open door policy where Americans are being told we don't have enough beds. As I know, the governor of Texas had the audacity to pick people up. And ship them to New York. So, so it's his fault. And the other it's one sent fault. it to Massachusetts. Who wait. the hell are they? We okay, can do wait. the same too. But, but we wait. can send them back. But wait, Stan, Stan, and well, I, I wait, Stan, Stan, I, I, I say this with love. Here's my point. So Abbott and the great people of Texas should just eat it all and all the expenses and not share the pain. He should just eat it all. Uh, there's 50 states in this country that have been getting migrants for 40 years. You didn't seem to mention that little problem. Every state has been getting a migrant. This, and we keep going over this. 50 years of this problem that's been going on in this country with five to six different presidents handling this situation. And neither side will do anything about it. I'm gonna, I say that. Neither side. There's been legislation. Nobody does a goddamn thing. So please that, don't that, cry to that, me about That's not true, Stan. That's not true. Trump locked it down, and everybody started crying. Oh, you're separating the children. You're doing this. You're doing that. But he locked it down the way that it should be. Stan, I always appreciate your call. Thank you. Let's go to our friend Gracie in Rockland County. Good morning, Gracie. What's on your mind? I'm glad I'm following Stan. First of all, most of the things he said about Trump are, are ifs, maybe, but they're not proven yet. The only thing that's proven is that they took the boxes out of Mar-a-Lago. So everything with Stan and people like him are ifs and could be and should be. That's number one. The next thing is during Biden, we have like two million I think, came in. That's what Bill O'Reilly said. Uh, Two million people, illegals, came in that we know of uh, already. Whereas with Trump, it was like, I think, only 500,000, if my figures are correct. Then Stan on Reader's show said how wonderful Biden is with with the electric cars. That's what got my feathers ruffled. Electric cars are not feasible. You know why they're not feasible? Because you can't afford them. Now, forget they can't afford them. Where the hell are you going to plug them in? Well, we, in, in, you, in our county, you can plug them in at the Palisades Mall, but that's one yes. of the biggest malls in America. Okay. Right. I know that. But what, you're going to sit in the car for three hours and wait till it's plugged in? You have to have a house with a yes. plug in the house. My son lives in California. He has three of them, okay? He has plugs in the garage, all right? In New York City, where are you going to plug it in? You're going to sit in your car that a homeless person's going to hit you on the head? They, people don't think it is not feasible with plugs. 
all right? You, it got five minutes to pl- to get it charged. It's ours. That's the bottom line. What? And, but oh, and, and Biden made such a big, big fuss. Uh, Stan created jobs. What jobs? Uh, the, the, the people. Uh, it's not. It's not feasible if, if they're not going to be bought. Who is going to do these jobs? Oh, maybe uh, the mayor of New York could get the illegals to do the jobs of making the electric cars. I mean, I think I'm living in a twi- in a twilight zone, out of space. It's not reasonable hey, hey, Gracie, anymore. You, you know, uh, I, I always appreciate your call. But you're not the only one. I'm starting to feel the same exact way, to be honest with you, because I cannot understand why the mayor of New York City does not say, I'm done with the the mentally ill, effective immediately. You act up, you're locked up, and then we'll deal with the consequences, whatever they may be. You know, the mayor may be sued, so be it. Those lawsuits didn't didn't uh, Giuliani didn't fear them. Thank fear them. Thank you for the call, Gracie. Uh, he did what he had to do, and we're at the stage where, for the sake of the city, Mister Adams should do what he needs to do. And the first thing he needs to do is listen. If you're a migrant and you made your way here to New York at two a.m., if there's a bed available at that point, you can have it. But before 2 a.m., it goes to Americans first. And if there are some empty beds, then maybe you'll be busted. But if you want to come around here, you are on your own. If you, When I say come around here, if you want to come to the country and then you're bust to New York, no, no, you're not going to get the silver spoon treatment. If you're going to come here, you are on your own. Good luck. Ed in Massapequa. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Thank you for taking my call. I'm going to make a few quick uh, points, and then I'm just going to hang up and listen to the response. For um, Miss Daisy, all these electric uh, cars that run on on fossil fuel, okay? And that's what? So that's not being green, you know? And um, I will never ride on the subway again. And 1984, it's just this... Excuse me. This condition's been going on. Bernhard Getz, he was he was uh, he he shot four or five kids who approached him with sharpened screwdrivers, and he was made to look like as the bad guy. And it, it's like you know where the danger is. Like you, you you hit a kid, a one year old kid with a bottle, and somebody else with a brick. I I, I I'm a I'm a Long Islander, and I just I, and, and, I, and, and, I, hey hey don't don't forget punching the seventy one year old. Uh, cancer survivor in yeah. the face. Let, let's not forget that one. Listen, Dominic. One more thing, and I want to I want to reiterate because you said it only once. Your website to send money for the the nine eleven. Would you re, Would you reiterate and tell us about that again, please? It, it it it's not it's not my website. It's the station website. But thank you and thank you for the call, Ed. Uh, the the website is uh, it's the well, here's here's the easy way to do it. Go to wabc uh, com slash walk. And when you scroll down, you'll see a couple of, of photos. 
My photos happens to be one of them there, and you can donate um, for the event that's coming up. I'll be out there with my family, wabcradio.com slash walk. And uh, it's an event, and thank you for the call, Ed. It is an event that is uh, important to the community, and we appreciate your support, folks. And I also want to tell you, uh, as our loyal listeners, that and coming up, uh, we will have the uh, Dominic Carter Cares segment after this commercial break, and at the top of the hour, Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. But to you, our loyal listeners, you asked for it and you got it. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Staten Island Ferry Hawks and 77 WABC are recognizing their fans and loyal listeners with 77 WABC Weekend. Friday night's Ferry Hawks game versus the uh, Staten Island, the Long Island Ducks, is a free T-shirt Friday. Then on Saturday, kids get to run the bases, and following the game is a fireworks show. And on Sunday... Get team autographs and kids can run the bases following the game as well. Go to wabcradio.com slash fairyhawks and get a family four-pack of tickets for free to either the Friday's game, Saturday's, or Sunday's, or Sunday's game with the fairyhawks. Go to wabcradio.com slash fairyhawks right now and come celebrate 77 WABC weekend for free with the Staten Island Fairy Hawks and 77 WABC this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'll be right back. WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. I cannot believe what has happened. A homeless man going off the rails on the Upper East Side, slugging a 71-year-old cancer survivor, and then striking a one-year-old girl in the head with a bottle before Good Samaritan stepped in and held him for cops. This crazed suspect uh, went on his alleged rampage on 3rd Avenue and is now charged with felony assault. He allegedly punches the old lady and she falls. She was walking towards him and he was walking towards her and he just punched her in the face. Then he picked up a bottle and threw it at the little girl. And when the doorman and others confronted him, he reportedly said, sorry, sorry, sorry. I just want to go to the train." 71-year-old cancer survivor, and he punched her 
unexpectedly. We are going back to your telephone calls in uh, just one second. I just got a uh, a tweet from uh, O.B. Murray, who who was on the uh, air this week uh, with Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Frank's coming up in about 10 minutes. And O.B. is talking about, and he also donated to the uh, Tunnel to Towers 5K uh, walk and run. And so he just posted a link where you can just click on his link and it will take you right there to the donation page. WABC is a sponsor of this event coming up. Let's go back to, and thank you, OB, for that. Let's go back and for all that you do. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Larry in Brooklyn, good morning. What's on your mind? Yeah, okay. First of all, Dominic, uh, this happens every day in the subway. If it doesn't happen, it, it, it's a potential to happen. I see crazy people walking around. They're looking to, to like, uh, to let some, some steam out. And they hold themselves back sometimes, but sometimes they don't. But I'll tell you something. They're not all that crazy because they don't do all that stuff above ground. Below ground, they don't see any – they feel they could get away with it more easily, and that has to do with the lack of presence of police, pure and simple. I was saying on another show that I was on a crowded platform in Brooklyn on Franklin Avenue in Brooklyn during rush hour. And there was a guy that was walking around cursing, passing me, and I thought he was going to sucker punch me. And I had pepper spray in my pocket. I was about to reach for it, but I didn't want to provoke him more. And then I went upstairs, and I see two cops, a male and female. The female is sitting back on those big storage bins, okay, like, you know, relaxing. And the male's looking over the rails, like he, he's afraid to go on the platform. So. You know, the cops are just like react, they're, they're in reactive mode, not proactive mode. And the crazy people sense that. And they're, what they're doing is they're venting because crazy people need to vent in order to clear their heads. And we're allowing them to do that. You know, Larry, I thank you for the call. You may, you may be on to something when you say that they're venting. I'm not a, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, but you, you said that they are venting and we are allowing them to do that. It certainly seems to be the case um, exactly that, and it has to stop. It, it, it has to stop. Any responsible elected official has to say lock them up and lock them up now. It, one, it's the passionate thing to do to get them off the street and get the help that they so desperately need, to get them the medication that they need. Let's go to Pennsylvania. Let's say good morning to Ernest. Good morning, Ernest. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning, sir. This uh, issue with this uh, assault with the, with the elderly lady and the, and the young and the baby, that's, that's, that's sickening. That really, that really made me mad this morning to hear that. That, that is not right. I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't know if, they're, if the politicians are looking the other way, or because they, they, they uh, I, I don't understand. I really don't understand what, why the society would, would put up with this nonsense. I really don't. I really don't understand it. Hey, it's Ernest, you, you know, you know, I, I'm with you, Ernest, and, and here's why: because even amongst the lowlifes that commit crimes, there there are supposed to be certain untouchables, right? Historically, true. Children and the elderly. I mean, you you hit a seventy-one year old 
woman, a cancer survivor. He could have killed her. He could have killed her. And, and, and Ernest, I'm with you because it, it is, it is disgusting to even, to, for me to even utter those words of, of what happened. I thank you for the uh, good call, Ernest, and uh, have a good morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Forgazy Tom in the Bronx. Good morning, Tom. What's on your mind? Okay, Dominic. Look, uh, this goes on every year. Them guys down there are mental. We know this. No mayor will address that problem. If you don't address it, what do you expect? And the last guy said most of them are not crazy, but then he goes on to say they're crazy. This is an issue that has to be dealt with. We can't criminalize these people. I mean, I am not condoning anything. I don't want nobody getting hurt. Something has to be done about these guys, man, because they're not mentioned until they do a crime. Why is that? There's no help for these guys, man. I'm not, like I said, I'm not condoning anything. They need help. They need help. The city is not, they need to be taken away. These people are not responsible to at least 90%, okay? City has to do something about it. This is every year. Well, I I I I agree with you, but when you say this is every year, it just seems like it's escalating and it's happening more recently. Yes, sir, it is. Yes, it is. But if we don't stop it, who's going to stop it until we have to arm ourselves and just shoot it out in uh, in the subways? Come on, man! Somebody's got to stop it before we have to, and it's going to be bloodshed down there, man. I don't say they don't deserve that, but they uh, they need help. They need help. Will somebody address this issue? Thank you. That's all well, I have to say. Well, thank you, and I, I I agree with you, Tom. They they need help. Um, but in the meantime, I I have to be honest. In the meantime, while this is all sorted out, at getting them to the help, lock them up and take them off the street. Bottom line, the rest of us should not be inconvenienced. I'm just going to state it the way it is. We shouldn't be inconvenienced for their mental illness. Lock them up to get them off the streets immediately and then get them the help they need. I, I think that's very compassionate. I, I I think that's very reasonable. I am joined right now by Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. How are you, my friend? What do you make of these attacks by... by... I'm, a, I'm against them. <laughs> But I mean, are, are you shocked, or or it's it's just you've come to accept it? No, I wouldn't say I've come to accept it. It's uh, you know, look, I think it uh, underscores that a lot of what we heard from Mayor Adams during the campaign was hollow rhetoric and not necessarily a real passion for doing the kinds of things that he said he wanted to do with respect to crime. Now, I'm I'm not naive enough to pin all the blame on him. I know he's got a state legislature that changed the laws to coddle criminals, and I know he has four DAs in this city that would prefer not to prosecute anybody. So I'm not trying to act like Adams can wave a magic wand, but uh, you don't get the sense that he is making this the kind of priority that, say, a Mayor Giuliani did when he was facing a similar crime crisis. And to me, it's simple. Less hanging out at night, more focusing on the crime and homeless problem. 
Is there anything unreasonable about that? Look, I'm not against people going out, uh, and I think it's important to support the uh, nightclub business and the bar business. But it does, when you do that every night, it does give the perception that it's Nero fiddling while Rome is burning. It's uh, So I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't blame New Yorkers for being frustrated. And what do you have coming up this morning? Got an action-packed show. Our friend Brian Kilmeade is going to join us. We're going to do our uh, weekly AC report. We're going to delve into every. why are so many people um, celebrating on Twitter Queen Elizabeth's death, that, and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. They're celebrating her death? Yeah. Tune in in about 20 minutes. You'll see. I call those haters. Yeah. They're calling themselves Black Twitter. We'll explore it. Black Twitter? Black Twitter. Well, Black Twitter... Our haters. Folks, thank you for joining us. I apologize to the calls we were not able to get to. Just keep it right there. Frank Marano, the other side of Midnight's coming up. I'll be back tomorrow, same time, right here on WABC Talk Radio 77, WABC.